the midterm election showdown. Exploring Democracy with DBJ. Let's do it. Hello, citizens. This is your host, Daryl Brackeen Jr. with Exploring Democracy with DBJ. And I have to start off the day by talking about the midterm election. So this is a special edition episode. No, you weren't expecting me. No, was I expecting to give you this episode today. But you know what? I love you guys. Let's just do this. So first of all, election day for me yesterday was quite eventful. First and foremost, many of you all knew. Some of you all didn't. But my wife and I had been expecting our third beautiful daughter. And lo and behold, the child of a politician shows up on election day at 1233 in the morning. Yes, you said it. Couldn't have been any better way to start off in a beautiful election day. It was actually uh, quite a nice day in the weather, uh, in the state of Connecticut at least. So, yeah daughter was born and just really were excited everything went well and relatively quickly and i just suspect that her life is gonna have a lot to do with elections yep the daughter of an elected official (laughs) and election day is like another holiday so god bless her in the future (laughs) so and of course she was born on the very day where midterm elections was occurring nationwide. A lot of crucial things happened that day, and we're going to try to give a little summary and break it down. So let's do it. So we're going to talk about the midterm election day takeaways, the battle for control of Congress. If you have been tuning in lately, we have been breaking down the legislative branch and what that means, what that looks like, how it's conducted. Uh, We're going to skip a few lessons and actually just jump right into present day experiences as to why uh, there is such a ritual battle to ensure that the leadership of Congress uh, continues in the way that it has been for at least the last two years. And that's something called a midterm. So whose term are we talking about? Are we talking about the terms of the Congress people? Uh, What's going on there? We're actually talking about the midterm of the president of the United States. In order to get his legislative, his or her legislative agenda across the board, you need a Congress that's going to work with you in passing those laws so that he can continue or she can continue to, sh- to sign the legislation into law. Therefore, if your party is not in power, you're probably going to have a bit of a tough time getting your agenda across the ball. So, in yesterday's elections, there were many seats that were open uh, across the nation. In particular, every two years, Congress people run for office, and every six years, senators run for their term but not all at once usually in a staggered fashion therefore a lot of races were hanging in the balance democrats republicans on the hopes of winning a narrow margin 
Democrats, Republicans, on the hopes of winning the narrow majority in the House of Representatives. So let's start with the Republicans last night. So the Republicans, in particular in the state of Florida, look, we don't have enough time to go over the word called gerrymandering. But let's put it this way. There were districts that were redistricted in the last redistricting in the state of Florida. And there was a a majority Republican rule leadership there who decided to chop up uh, which were Democratic districts into more conservative districts, therefore increasing the number of Republican seats in the state, therefore increasing the majority in the House of Representatives. So the state of Florida is really, truly the new Republican stronghold of the country. Uh, So there, uh, there was a gubernatorial race, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, who heavily won the Latino vote in a historic Democratic region and really had a blowout uh, election. And this really could be the platform for him to run for president in 2024. But behind that race uh, was the race of uh, now Senator and again Senator Marco Rubio of the Republican Party and Congresswoman Val Demings. Um, And essentially, Marco Rubio sailed to a pretty strong victory over the Democrat who sought to run in that election. So essentially, another Democratic loss in Florida in terms of trying to gain a seat in the Senate. But there were a few congressional races uh, that brought a hopeful glimmer of hope in some other states, and we'll get to that shortly. Such as actually Pennsylvania. Democrats reclaimed the grounds in Pennsylvania with the win of Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who defeated Republican Mehmet Oz for the seat of retiring Republican Senator Pat Toomey. Look, Republicans were not shy about how important Pennsylvania and that Senate race was. It was a must win for them. Uh, But it turns out that the people have spoken and Fetterman is their guy. Moving right along to some other states such as Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia, there were many uncalled races and actually uh, many that have yet to advance forward until a lot of the votes have been tallied and certified. Therefore, in the state of Georgia, the Senate race between Herschel Walker and Reverend Raphael Warnock will happen in December 6th. There will be a runoff election because they actually ended up tying the vote. And by their state law, there's an advancement of a runoff election. In Arizona, there is uh, one county that is yet to report. I'm sure even after I report this um, uh, podcast today, that we'll hopefully get some numbers soon enough that will allow some clarity as to who will be the next senator from the state of Arizona. Although I believe it is projected that the incumbent uh, will likely win that race. Although the gubernatorial race is very much, very much up in the air.
Well, I can say this. It certainly wasn't an all-out battle. Democrats absolutely actually gained some seats in the House. But unfortunately, the math is not mathing. Yep, I don't think they have enough to keep the House of Representatives. Basically, the Republican Party only had to gain five seats in the House of Representatives in order to take over the leadership, even with a small majority. And it's becoming slightly clearer as the polls closed and the results came in that Republicans were poised to take control. But it's still not over until it's over. So we'll see where that ends up. Uh, Minority leader Kevin McCarthy is on standby and he's basically preparing himself to be the next speaker of the House of Representatives. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. One thing that's become clear, the agenda of President Joe Biden is truly wanted by the majority of the people. These midterm elections are determinative of the president's agenda. And if people agree, usually you'll see the party of the president at the midterm election lose, I don't know, 30, 40 seats. In this instance, it's a very slim majority. That has to mean that the majority of people actually want Biden to continue in the direction that he's going with a few tweaks of ousting a few representatives who clearly had to go. And we'll talk about that in a second. Well, many of you all have heard of a congresswoman who absolutely is at the fringe edges of politics in this day and time. Her name is Lauren Boebert. She has an opponent, a Democratic opponent, by the name of Adam Frisch in the state of Colorado. It turns out that this no-name gentleman, Democrat, is beating her at the polls. Whoa, that means that's a clear rejection of Trump-style politics. That's not the only place where Trump-style politics was ousted all across the nation, but there are too many races to count, to be quite honest. So that also shows that a rejection of the Trump-style way of political being is in trouble. And certainly a great majority of people are not interested in being a part of that kind of America. Well, citizens, that has just been a brief highlight of the midterm elections here in the United States of America. I'm sure we will come back, talk about some updates and report to you on some of the biggest races across the nation. This is Daryl Brackeen Jr. with Exploring Democracy. Have a great day, citizen.